0: And welcome to the Financial Services Horizon series at PwC Middle East this morning. We're going to speak to legendary Brett King about insurance this morning. Morning, Brett. How are you doing? Good, thank you. Thank you for your time. You're welcome. I've been hearing very, very fantastic thoughts about banking over the last couple of days from you. Let's switch over to insurance if you don't mind. Of course. Happy. So, look, I, I look after insurance for PwC in the Middle East here. In fact, last couple of days I've been in discussion with a number of CEOs, a lot of challenges the industry is facing. What I'm keen to hear from you is like the parallel from banking to insurance and more importantly, the trends which you are seeing, that's going to revolutionize or change the the face of insurance. So initial thoughts?
1: Well, you know, there's a number of things happening in parallel. Um, The first uh, is more around the delivery of insurance is as we talk about embedded finance um, you know experientially the big shift will be embedded insurance Mm -hmm. and this will be um, contextual delivery so a good example might be um, how you would think about insurance with a semi-autonomous car Mm -hmm. right so this changes significantly so you have um, when the car is not driven by you, when it's in autonomous mode, then the manufacturer or the software provider is the insured party. As soon as you touch the steering wheel, um, then the driver becomes insured. But um, we can think about that insurance very differently. So. Uh, Allianz, for example, in Germany now have a uh, modality for insurance where you can book insurance based around your home with a 50 kilometre zone or radius in terms yep. of the insurance coverage. Um, and within that area, of course, your your risk profile as a driver is reduced because you know that area. Once you go outside that zone, that 50 kilometer zone, you'll then get an option to upgrade your insurance on the smartphone in real time to cover a specific trip outside of that arena, as an example. So, um, you know, the best time to offer someone mobile handset insurance, for example, is maybe when they drop their phone. Or um, the best time to offer someone health insurance is uh, when they um, walk into a hospital, you know, walk into a doctor's surgery. Uh, So the contextual element of insurance is a big, big feature of what's coming next because of the tech. But the second piece is a more fundamental change, which Mm -hmm. is today, the way insurers manage risk is through the process of underwriting. And these, the underwriting models are very sophisticated, but no matter how sophisticated they are, they're still not as good as real time data. And so with the uh, um, ad- advancements in uh, sensor technology, Internet of Things, these sorts of, sorts of things, you will be able to get extremely accurate, real-time behavioural and contextual data that will give you much better uh, ability to model. So you'll be reliant on artificial intelligence to model that in real time, um, along with you know uh, increasing investment in sensor network. And that's going to completely change uh, risk profile. Um, and then, more broadly, on a bigger picture basis, um, we are already starting to see the collapse of many insurers uh, um, as a result of climate change. And so we are really going to have to think about insurance uh, at a society level um, a little differently moving forward as well.
0: Interesting. So, so, Brett, picking up some of the things that you just mentioned, so we are seeing some innovation and disruption. Uh, in some parts of the value chain of insurance. So for example, aggregator space has been quite busy. Right. So the distribution side upfront is has been okay. Then you have a bit of disruption or let's say improvement automation in the claims management claims processing. side. There's yeah.
1: a lot of uh, tech in the um, you know image recognition space that's been very OCR, important. OCR,
0: machine yeah, learning. Exactly. Yeah. But what we don't see is an end-to-end uh, digital success story, especially in this region. So we have patchy uh let's say um inputs in different parts of the value chain but what we don't see is the the real end-to-end transformation some of the points which you just mentioned because the 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 onset of the disruptors is huge tesla coming into insurance apple uh, tesco already in uk so we can see so much happening in the space how does how how, how do you expect the insurers to respond to all of this and and what would be your recommendations for them
1: Well, um, you know, I would point to players like Lemonade and and others who have, what they have done is, um, like in banking, they have really refined the art of acquisition and onboarding of customers to to a fine art, minimal friction. You know, we're talking about um, 60 to 90 seconds to, to get yourself insured which um, if you t- talk about typical insurance policy processes, is sort of unthinkable. Yep. And while that has forced changes in certain areas, there's still, um, you know, the primary insurers are still lagging in, in respect to a lot of, of this type of thing. Um, but that's where a technology like smart glasses mm-hmm. um, and, you know, the uh, uh, chatbot technology, uh, voice-based uh, interactions and things like that, the smart speakers, smart cars, and so forth is is pushing a lot more towards that immediacy um that instant gratification element that we have in so so much of society that's driven the internet boom that is core to insurance in terms of very efficient frictionless delivery and so that's that's the overarching thing so when you look at tesla um and and Tesla's approach to insurance it's a bundled approach it's that you're buying a car you need insurance to register the vehicle and so let's just give you give you the insurance and it, um, you know, I don't think there's many insurers that will be able to compete with Tesla on that basis. And that's just one scenario, but insurance embedded in the buying cycle, insurance embedded in the life cycle contextually yeah. means you have to have zero friction execution. And zero friction in execution for onboarding as well as claims processing and those sorts of things. And that is where you have the same issue as in banking with a lot of legacy process, policy and technology that is really slowing the incumbent's ability to adapt in those arenas.
0: And, and I completely agree with you, the amount of data that Tesla has. Data is 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 the essence of all this, right? I mean,
1: you know, we have started to see uh, many players, um, you know, working on trying to get the type of driving data, in particular um that tesla has uh, which gives us a behavioral model in terms of your your risk profile as a driver but the really interesting thing is now we're starting to get the technology to manage that first of all i can manage your behavior by prompting you and saying these are the areas where you need to improve your driving um, skills and then secondly arc should be using technology to take the driver out of those scenarios increasingly
0: sure a couple of things which come out from this, because all this is good and great, the things which usually come back as a challenge. I'd say, like for example, telematics has been talked about in this part of the world and we have seen a couple of uh, insurers making a move on that. But the typical challenge from the client and the regulators that you would see is one, uh, data privacy in terms of uh, usage of data, who owns the data um and and the other aspect is more around the regulatory uh, and 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 the legal aspects of it for example you talked about driverless cars if there is a crash, then who is at fault? Is it the owner of the car? Is it the software provider? Is it Tesla, who sold the car in the first place? Uh, some of those things, like parametric insurance, and some of the things which have been introduced in the market, they do allude to questions, and regulators obviously have to take it with a with a view that we have to obviously side with the with the with the consumer at the end of the day. So insurers obviously feel caught in the rock and a hard place in terms of You go for innovation, zero-touch selling, uh, digital uh, signatures and all of that which we just talked about but at the same time you have issues around data privacy in terms of how quickly uh, you can get the things done but at the same time it needs to let's say stand the scrutiny of a court if there is a claim. So how do you balance these two things? Do you come across these challenges? So, um,
1: GDPR, uh, you know, is obviously sort of defined for the world, um, sort of broad data privacy. Um, but the precedents we have in the banking sector in particular, tell us that the insurers never own the data right they think they own the data but the reality is that in a case of insurance where it's health insurance or whether it's car you know car insurance for example and it's driver data that data belongs to the customer if it's representative of his behavior or his uh, health characteristics then the customer owns that Um, the question in terms of the the ownership of the data then comes back to how is an insurer going to interpret that data right so let's take dna sequencing Mm-hmm. So genome sequencing has made incredible advances over the last 20 years. And very shortly, we'll have a great deal of predictability on many you know, germline inherited uh, conditions. So things like Parkinson's, Alzheimer's, cystic fibrosis, you know, genetic uh, conditions. There, there is an ethical consideration of whether or not I should be able as an insurer to price you at, at a higher risk rate based on your genome. Um, and that might be the way you think of it from a policy strategy as an insurer. But the better strategy from a customer experience perspective is to say, based on your genetic profile, we need to coach you and help you to change your diet, change your physical activity, do these things to mitigate the risk of your uh, your your gen- genome profile. Um, and so when you think of it on that basis, you know, from a health and life insurance perspective, the job of an insurer now is not to insure someone's health; it's to maintain their health, yeah. and the data allows you to do that. And that is a complete posture shift in terms of the intent of insurance that most insurers are not ready to handle yet.
0: Last question: Digital versus brick and mortar. How do you see uh, this evolving? And then. Based on what you've seen in banking, because clearly there's been a lot of parallels between the two industries. Uh, How do you see things spanning out?
1: Well, you know, a lot of uh, insurance is commoditized these days. You know, car insurance is a good example, travel insurance, and so forth. Um, But for insurance that has been considered the realm of agency and advisors, um, just like what we've seen in the brokerage business and so forth in the financial services uh, landscape more broadly. Um, There's not a lot of spaces for human agents to add uh, value in a highly automated world. So that is a big shift. You still have many insurers, particularly in the Asian markets, who are very fixated on maintaining their agency force and uh, the human human touch. Um, But the tech, like, you know, if we look at technologies just like uh, ChatGPT, which has made big news in the last uh, few days uh, alone, that natural language processing capability and so forth, there is going to be no differentiation in terms of a, a conversational experience between an AI and a human. There'll be no discernible difference, except that the AI will have much better information and be able to give you much better advice. So, the concept that humans are better advisors is the um, immediate threat to, that AI brings. Of course, a human advisor augmented by artificial intelligence is a possibility, but you still have to demonstrate significant improvement in benefits over the AI, which is going to be increasingly difficult to do. So, that is a massive shift for what we would call complex insurance products, um, particularly like LIFE.
0: Term yeah. life long-term term life, so yes, yeah. where you have obviously investment recommendations involved. Yeah. Right. thank you very much for your time. Really appreciate your views. Thank you.